to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I am your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. And today, we finally get to talk about Captain America, the first Avenger. Not at all the first Avenger, I might add. He's like the fourth? Yeah, fifth <laughs> Avenger, I think, or whatever. Also, I mean, technically, oh, Thor we know would he's be the, the first Avenger. Or no, he's the he's the sixth because he's the last one, isn't he? he would yeah, be he the is sixth. the sixth because all of them have been in movies that we've before. Seen, yeah. <laughs> Good work, Captain America. I know it's because it's it's the fortieth. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. No, you don't. This is the fourth Captain America movie we've talked about on the show. Yeah, we've talked about a lot of Captain America, and this is by far the best one. <laughs> oh, really? Is it, Franny? I didn't see any rubber ears in this one, so <laughs> it cannot be the best. This is a fucking amazing movie. This is like. Maybe my I, I'm still gonna say Spider-Man Two is my favorite, but this is probably the best movie that we've watched, in my opinion. I like this more than anything else in Phase One. I think, except maybe the Avengers. Curious to see how that'll go. I definitely love this movie, but <gasps> I also like Avengers a lot more. Okay, yeah. And I think this is like about the same, or no. Yeah, so I think this is probably my second favorite behind Avengers. Okay, yeah, that might be true for me. De- it's definitely my favorite origin movie out of any of these. Yeah. It's probably my favorite origin movie ever, maybe? Because I I, mean, I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and I love Iron Man, but I think this might be my favorite. Because those movies are great at capturing those characters, but nothing kind of shows the true colors of any of these superheroes as well as this movie does. So that you will stay who you are. Not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Like I think every single like rousing speech in this and and heroic moment is the perfect thing for the character. And I think that's why he's kind of become everyone's default favorite Avenger. <laughs> I think when this movie came out, people were a little unsure. And even when the first Avengers came out, they were unsure, but when Winter Soldier pushed it forward, everyone was like, fucking Captain America for life. because he's the best one. <laughs> he's the best one by a lot. Yeah, for sure. In the films, at least. Absolutely he is. And this and is in the comics, he's a Nazi. <laughs> no, Franny, it wasn't really him. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. He's still a Nazi. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, even the Nazis in this movie turn on the Nazis, which I find very interesting. Yeah, I forgot that that was a thing. Like yeah, that like Red, Red Skull, Skull is like not a Nazi. Yeah, I mean you know he was a Nazi and he's still part of a Nazi science division, but he's he kills some Nazis and, and he, he like planned on like bombing Berlin or whatever. Yeah, well he turns on Hitler at some point, like Johann Schmidt says in this movie. The first country the Nazis attacked was their own. Fuck Nazis. Can I just say that? Can I just say something really brave right now? I don't like Nazis. Yeah, what a. Put that out there right now. There have been too many movies about Nazis in my life lately. (laughs) I mean, I don't think we can ever... I think movies are probably the best way to remember the horrible things that happen to millions of people. So I'm okay (laughs) with movies about Nazis, especially where they get fucking brutalized. There's some good Nazi brutalization (laughs) in this. Yeah. Okay, are you aware of anyone that has done a kill count for the MCU? Or just the MCU as a whole? Because I feel like... Just in this movie alone, Cap has killed by far the most people. <laughs> I mean, he's a literal soldier in World War II. Yeah. He has a gun. He I mean... literally, he blows up so many tanks. In the <laughs> second that he just fucking throws that guy into that helicopter plane, or yeah. into that plane. The but... literal splash of blood. That's the goriest moment in <laughs> 
Joe Johnston is a man who I love. He directed this movie. He directed The Rocketeer, which has definite parallels, and we'll talk about that soon because I love that movie too. And you know, they're they're great World War II superhero movies who, that just have like a lot of heart and great characters. But he was like originally he was a, he worked for ILM, which is kind of like the we've talked about them when we talked about Howard the Duck, like the Lucasfilm groundbreaking special effects company. He's won an Oscar for, I don't remember if it was visual effects or art direction or whatever. He was the art director on Raiders of the Lost Ark. There are some definite parallels between that movie and this movie. Yeah, definitely. I think also between that movie and The Rocketeer. They both, I mean, all these movies. It's all coming full circle. The thing these three movies have in common the most is that a lot of dead Nazis across all of them (laughs) being killed in horrible ways, even though these are all movies that you can show your kids, I think, which is the best part. Yeah, it's weird that this is somehow like such a brutal movie but also careful enough to be like family friendly still yeah, yeah well i think rocketeer I mean, as, raiders as family, Lost as family friendly as you can get with, when killing nazis with vaporizing yeah, yeah. a nazi in a helicopter but. yeah i know i mean you know <laughs> raiders of the lost ark did it obviously in that fight when he fights the big guy punches him into the helicopter blade the other similarities are you know at the end of Raiders spoiler alert for a fucking for like a, 29 year yeah. old movie or yeah really old, really movie, old movie, movie 39 years yeah. everyone's seen Raiders of the Lost Ark at this point I mean you should it's one of the best adventure movies ever made it probably is the best adventure movie ever made if I've seen it then that means everyone else should have seen it yeah yeah the end of that movie they open the Ark of the Covenant and then the Nazis all get vaporized at the end of this Red Skull gets vaporized by the Cosmic Cube I mean we know what he gets sent to space but it looks like, like he gets destroyed. The lamest scream I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie needs to be onto the X-Men tier of screaming. Have we ever talked about how much screaming there is in all the X-Men movies? Specifically it's from Wolverine? Yeah. All the time? Always? <laughs> especially in Origins? Too much. I think it's too much screaming. We should have talked about that in that episode, but I'm yeah. saying it now. Retroactive. Weird kind of uncanny valley small chris evans i've seen this a lot of times it kind of bugged me this time just because it really bugs me i don't know if it's because i've seen the behind the scenes footage of that now where it's the guy and then it's like and here's how we did it yeah them like copying and pasting chris evans face yeah it's never bothered me before this I don't know if it's because I saw it really crisp i watched it on disney plus and it's like super hd it's just because it's been like we've seen chris evans so much like in so many movies and he's like he's huge yeah yeah. so just seeing him like three feet tall and like 80 pounds shirtless a lot of the time yeah to kind of push it it's really impressive special effects i think for the time but seeing it now there's something kind of odd about it i think it's just because we know yeah it's not even that it looks bad i remember when i first watched it it looked fine but I think that might have also been we just weren't used to seeing Chris Evans all the time. Sure. I mean, he's been... He wasn't huge he's, by then. Well, well, he was... Oh, you mean as an actor? Like, yeah, as an okay, actor. I was like, physically? Well, no, yeah, What are absolutely. you talking about? <laughs> Haley Atwell couldn't restrain herself in that scene where she like touches his... Yeah. That was, it was just like a thing that happened. She almost ruined that take because everyone was like laughed immediately after that. Wait, that that was just a thing she did? Yeah, that was just a thing. That was not scripted. <laughs> she just had to because she was like 
Chris Evans. You got to take your chances. You got to <laughs> with Johnny Storm, which is great. How nice is it to see Howard Stark and Chris Evans? Sorry, Howard Stark and Steve Rogers palling around all the time. It's yeah, really that great is... knowing that him and his son are going to save the universe. In literally the next movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's not when they save the universe, but that's when they meet and, and then kind the of become like... I don't even know because there's a lot they of tension. Like frenemies, it's they, like, yeah, they do. They're I don't fine with each other. <laughs> I don't know if they ever really become friends until Endgame. If you really think about, it. like, they get along kind of, but they kind of don't. It's like this weird. I think it's thing. just like they think differently, but they have like a mutual respect for each other. Yeah, so that's why they don't hate each other until Civil War when they start beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah, well, there's that, and there's then that... at the end when. Captain America is just like, please call me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm giving you this cell phone from like 2002. You can call me on it. And he's like, I'll call you on it. And then it's like, aliens are here. Whatever. It's the end of the I'm world. I'm going to space. I'm going to die. And then he came back. And then he died. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm going to die. We're no food and water. Oh, I'm back. Save the world. Oh, I'm dead. Great. Oh, Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, he's Iron Man. He had a daughter. That's awesome. Oh, she doesn't have a dad now. Oh, we talked about it. It's so weird that we never saw like... I feel like Morgan Stark should have been in Far From Home and had a scene with Peter because they pushed that, like, he's Tony Stark now a lot. We never saw her. We see Happy that whole movie. Why don't we see her? Her and Peter could have a great, like, kind of friendship thing. I don't know. They're both basically the children of Tony Stark. Yeah, but one's a lot younger than the other. (laughs) So he can be a role model. He's Spider-Man. I guess. He's a (laughs) Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably like fangirly of me to even say. I think that's what every like Peter Parker stand thing probably says. Oh, like, oh, him, you should be Morgan Stark's big brother. Sure. I can't cute. wait for MCU Spider-Man three to literally just be a legal drama, not about Spider-Man, <laughs> about going to court with yeah. Matt Murdock. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I just gonna be a Daredevil that. movie. It's not even gonna be a Spider-Man I movie. I kind of want that though. Yeah. That Charlie Cox good. is so good as Daredevil. We like. <laughs> He should be put on the big screen. I love that when those Netflix shows got started and they were really good, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to integrate these in the movies fucking in no time. They're all going to be in Civil War. It's going to be great. And then Luke Cage was, like, a little worse. And then Iron Fist was pretty bad. And then Defenders was pretty bad. And they were like, no, <laughs> oh, never mind. That's... We never said that. No, anywhere. And then Jessica Jones season two was unwatchable. And Luke They're Cage not season canon. Two was awful. They're like, I get, uh, <laughs> whatever i like alternate universe how many people i don't think most people know that there's season two of iron fist and luke cage like there's (laughs) no way people know that right that's how bad it is i don't think people know that they have other seasons because who fucking nobody watched them who cares (laughs) nobody watched the first seasons or the second no everybody watched the first season of everything and then everybody watched the second season of daredevil and some people watched The Defenders, and then nobody watched anything after that. Because Daredevil like has Punisher, I feel and like then I, Punisher, a lot of and then Punisher. Sure, yeah. I don't even know. Punisher has three seasons, two seasons. I don't know. I don't even know, and I should probably know. I've never even seen them, so why would I know? Yeah, <laughs> you should. It's not too late to watch Daredevil season one. That's really good, and Jessica Jones season one's good too. We should watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> no, that's fine. Don't worry about that. Agent Card is really good, and it makes me so sad because now we can talk about the best romance in any MCU movie. Oh, my God. They're fucking perfect. You must have danced. Well, asking a woman to dance always seems so terrifying. In the past few years, just didn't seem to matter that much. Figured I'd wait. For what? Right partner. Because the, the fact that he... Because they're not terrible people. He goes... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, he kills a lot of people. But the, the well, fact, I mean, he's a perfect. He's, he's a good man. He's a good person and like a soldier. So yes. that yeah. doesn't make him a bad person. No, that just means no, it's he's, what he's doing. He he's defending the country. That's all right. That's all right. You gotta put him on the front line. Which also, that's a weird dream for him to have had. Which one? To oh, just want to murder people? No, he doesn't want to murder people. That he literally says that. He says, "I don't want to kill people. I just don't like bullies." He also says that he wa- really wants to be on the front lines, which kind of implies that he just wants to kill people. <laughs> I don't like that interpretation of that at all. For any, I think that this movie goes out of its way to Why show that's not what he wants. Why else would he be on the front lines? Because he wants to protect people. He wants to protect his country, and he wants to free prisoners of how war. You, how do you do that on the battlefield game? <laughs> well, yeah, you have to kill people, but he doesn't yeah, want yeah, to kill people. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's to the little guy, you know? It's it's great. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to kill people. Don't touch this movie. He throws a pilot into a helicopter blade and throws up tank. Well, he doesn't want... Blows up tanks. There's a difference between wanting to kill people and then having <laughs> to do it to protect millions of people. And you can kill Nazis because they're not people. Like, that's <laughs> fine. You can absolutely... I'm going out there and saying, anyone out there, if you find Nazis, you can kill them. No one's going to look bad at you if you kill Nazis. It's not even illegal. <laughs> no, is it? Probably, because it's still murder. <laughs> oh, whatever, they're not people. They're fucking scum. <laughs> we talk a lot. I feel like we do a little bit of social justice worrying on this podcast. We just kind because of we're do. Like, which I think is, is good, because, you know, people... I hope we're not annoying about it. <laughs> no, we're just like, all people should be represented and accepted, which is good, but not Nazis. Nazis can fuck off and burn in the worst way. This is a call-out post for neo-Nazis. This, yeah, it is! <laughs> fuck you! Stanley Tucci's really underrated in this movie. He is. He's, so, he's he not in it that much. actually kind of sad. It's the second death of a foreign mentor in these movies, because we had Jensen die, and then we have fucking Dr. Abraham Erskine die, and both of them hit me so hard. For any, who else? So is, who else is a foreign mentor that dies in, in the in the MCU? Death is what gives life meaning. To know your days are numbered, your time is short. You'd think after all this time, I'd be ready. I don't think anyone else has Does a foreign mentor. Does count since he's a different race from Peter Oh, Bell. he's not a mentor. He's just his daddy. Everyone's a different... By that point, everyone's a different species. Yeah. Just like Nazis are a different species from humans. <laughs> and you can kill them. <laughs> I should probably stop saying that, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone is going to call you out. For Unless being... we have secret Nazi listeners. In which case, keep downloading the episodes. Don't listen to them. No free content for Nazis, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Just oh my God. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Definitely gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. I'll do something out. with that. I don't know. Just, just send. Just I'll send, send it that to clip. Paul. Yeah. Just yeah, send yeah, it yeah. to him, but maybe cut that out. Oh, Paul. Oh man. <laughs> I think Hugo oh, Weaving in this movie is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, he's incredible. I always thought he was the like kind of a standout villain in these movies because we've had some some pretty good villains. Like we've had. Obadiah Stane, who's fine, and we've had fine. we've had Justin Hammer, who's great, and then we've had Loki, who's pretty much the standout. Mr. Bort. <laughs> oh god, who's the yeah. absolute best. He's, no he's one can the, beat him. Oh yeah, he's the he's just great. Uh, <laughs> he's fine for that movie, but we've had so many. Marvel's always kind of had a villain problem. 
Like, yeah. that's something people have always talked about, but there are some good ones along the way. There are definitely some good ones, but I think for the most part, the villains are usually, like, the weakest part of the movie. Absolutely. I think that's a completely fair criticism. I always said And then that... Loki and Thanos happened, and people were really confused. <laughs> yeah, and there's more I love. Like, I love Ego. I think he's great. Oh, absolutely. And fucking... I like Ultron a lot. I think he's really... Under... I like how kind of, like, sassy he is. I feel like, like people don't really like Ultron, but no. I, I really like him. <laughs> Me too. I like that he's kind of, like, he's got that stark sarcasm to him. It's just Tony Stark, but if he was even more of a bad person. Which is, like, how do you even get <laughs> yeah. there? No, he's, he's he saved the world. He's kind of paid for all the stuff he did when he saved trillions of people across the... The, all the universes that's fine yeah like he's really great as a nazi it's i he, he like he's incredible right i love all the i think that was worded a, a little wrong but okay I get sorry what you're trying sorry. to say red skull Hugo weaving is a good nazi <laughs> Hugo weaving <laughs> is one of the most like he's been in some of the most nerd properties ever because he's in he's in lord of the rings he's, he's in, in this rings. he's, he's in, in the this. matrix matrix he's megatron <laughs> is he <laughs> yeah he is so he's been he's paid his paid is his he dues. a nerd i don't know because he didn't like being red skull and he kind of seems like okay, that did... kenneth Branagh cat like creed of shakespearean actor but i don't think he is did he not like being red skull or did he just not like the makeup he didn't like the makeup and i don't think he said i found an interview where he said this isn't the kind of movie he prefers but look at the rest of his filmography. Oh, and I mean, V for Vendetta, of course, which hopefully we'll get to talk about one day. I, I kind of get that because I feel like at some points in this movie, it just feels like more of a World War II movie than like an actual superhero movie. Sure, yeah. Like even when Cap is on screen, it just feels like a World War II movie. Well, he's a living propaganda poster yeah. is what he is, like, which leads to one of the best montages in cinematic history. <laughs> song is so good. All right, you know what? I'm going to do Noah's job right now. I'm going to talk about Alan Silvestri's score is one of my favorites, like, ever. I think he's incredible. He composed the music for Back to the Future and a fucking whole bunch of inc- amazing movies. He's one of my favorite film composers. He's and... he's another Hans Zimmer. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> like, just, like, the ones that people always go to that are, like, Sure, really yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much John Williams, James Newton Howard, fucking Hans Zimmer, and Alan Silvestri. Are those the four? Is there another one who I'm forgetting? Probably. Did I say James Warner? He's another Danny one. Elfman. Whatever. <laughs> Danny Elfman. Absolutely, yeah. Even though all of his scores are... Blink, 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 yeah, all blink, of them blink, are blink, the same, blink, blink, but... <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Just like all of Hans Zimmer's scores are the same. At a point, he was really good, and then he fell off the wagon. That's fine. You remember the Wonder Woman theme from Batman v Superman, right? That's just guitar shredding a guitar. <laughs> Which I is kinda, so unfitting for the character. I kind of <laughs> like it because it's a, it's different, but it's I don't think it's good. It doesn't fit. I have such a weird kind of feeling about that score. <laughs> That's for a whole different show. We'll say yeah, that. We'll but, get to that. <laughs> but the the main theme of this is just like the do 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 do. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most iconic, other than the Avengers score, which he also composed. That's one of the most iconic pieces from any of these movies. And it's it's so fucking awesome. And do you know who did the music for Star Spangled Man with a Plan? Do you know who I'm Alan scared. Menken is? I, the, 
it rings a bell. But he I'm not did sure. the the music and I think a lot of the lyrics for pretty much all of the Renaissance Disney movies, like all of them. Are you fucking kidding? So me? that's why that song is so fucking great. <laughs> like he did Beauty and the Beast, he did Aladdin, he did a lot of Lion King, like some of the most iconic songs ever put into a film. He did. I I kind of love that. Which makes a lot of sense, right? Also, isn't that like the perfect timing? Isn't this when yeah. Disney well, picked up Marvel? This is the last one ever distributed by Paramount, but okay. Marvel has owned it for a little while, and so I I kind of think that's like slipping it in. Like, <laughs> ew! <laughs> Why yeah. did I say that? That's kind of <laughs> like like putting in a little. Still don't like it. That's kind of like interjecting some some Disney personality into this it's like we'll just have a disney song in this movie you gotta start using big boy words to make it not sound gross <laughs> i mean you know speaking of be prepared more nazis <laughs> yep nazi imagery in that because disney knows where the nazis are <laughs> a great thing to say what should we be talking about here I feel uh, like we this is exactly what we should be talking stuff. about this has two of the best... You know what is weird? This is the second movie that has two incredible montages because First Class had the training montage and then the recruitment montage. This has the propaganda montage, which is incredible because Captain America obviously started in World War II as a propaganda character, and we get the first ever issue in that movie. I thought that was really cool. Such a nice little touch. He has one of the best lines, which is in reference to the stage shows and that, which is just... I was, I was about to bring that up. You can say it because it's one of the best things he's <laughs> I, ever said. I punched Hitler in the face 200 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah are, you, are you sure you're prepared for this? Of course. I've knocked out Adolf Hitler over 200 times. <laughs> Other than Endgame and Infinity War, this is the saddest end to an MCU movie. But also the most the... unnecessary because he really didn't need to crash the plane. <laughs> yeah, he did. There were a bunch of loaded bombs bombs on it that's why he put into the ice were they set to drop at a specific time yeah oh there's like armed bombs on there and if he goes anywhere else it's gonna blow up so he has to crash into the ice so they don't i mean i'm sure there was at least one parachute that he could have found (laughs) franny franny it's flawless it's flawless and always as we learned from winter soldier he doesn't take a parachute. But as we learn from this movie, he does. <laughs> Which is yeah. a nice little character evolution that in this, when he jumps out of Howard Stark's plane, he uses a parachute. And then in Winter Soldier, at the start of that movie, they're like, did he just jump out of this fucking helicarrier without a parachute? Or not helicarrier, whatever, Quinjet. Without a parachute? And they're like, yeah, he's fucking Captain America. What the fuck? He's the best. In which case, why couldn't he have just done that out of the plane? Franny, 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 Franny. <laughs> it had to happen. It had to happen. He was making a heroic sacrifice. He would have blown up. And if he didn't manually crash that plane, if he jumped out with a parachute, it's going to fucking... It has coordinates that it's going to go to. It has to be manually steered to not go to those coordinates. I feel like that's a really dumb way to... It has auto drive. <laughs> well, no, it's just in case that... So it doesn't make room for human error. That's what data from Star Trek's all about. I swear to God. I swear <laughs> to God. That, don't pretend that isn't one of the most heartfelt scenes in like any movie. No, Where they're just I'm talking just, and it's incredible. <laughs> it goes into the ice. You know, I still don't know how to dance. I'll show you how. Just be there. We'll have the band play something slow. And then he wakes up. He wakes up for any. They were going to have that S.H.I.E.L.D. agent be Natasha Romanoff, but I like that they didn't do it yeah. because then the audience would have been like, oh, well, we know what's going on. I like that there's like a, a minute or two where it's like, what? What's going on here? Did he? There's no way he woke up. He has to be in the future. And then, and then he just fucking books it. How did they 
fucked that up so bad. They literally played I audio know. from a game that he was at. <laughs> like four years before he went yeah, under. That, that was way too early. That's always annoyed me. That's like somebody didn't use their fucking brain for a single second to what, do some what, research. What fucking shield agent didn't do their research on the, I hope, on like the baseball game that they were going to play? I or, hope it was Nick Fury. Who was he like, did it? Yeah, this is a great plan. Don't worry about it it's gonna be just fine look what you did nick you asshole who i assume it was okay one of one of my favorite things from this movie is like the or i guess it is the post-credit scene that's literally just an avengers trailer yeah well (laughs) i mean it's just a trailer (laughs) because if you were in the theater that's the first time that trailer was released so i don't think they put it out for a while i guess that that. makes sense so if you went to the movie and saw that you'd be like holy shit but since feels weird now it's on weird, a, on a DVD. they shouldn't have put it on there. I, <laughs> it I think they should have just removed it. I do find it interesting because I, I do always watch that. And even though I always know it's just an Avengers trailer, because I'm always so interested as to what they put in that trailer. There's no like hero shot in that movie. And I'm glad they put in the big hero shot because that's like the big part of that movie. Yeah. The spin around that everyone uses. This has the best ab shot of all time, Granny. You can't. <laughs> You can't deny it. It's really exciting. Which when one? It op- when oh, it, when that's it opens the wrong up, word to use, but... <laughs> when it opens okay, maybe up, for you, but... When it opens up, and then he's, like, super ripped, and it's like... Oh, okay. That's the most fucking ripped man. Like, I don't care what your sexuality that is. That is absolutely that the most ripped Chris Evans has ever been or will ever be. Ripped man in the entire universe. There is, as far that as is, like, mean. 0% body fat. That is all muscle. <laughs> I know, I know. It is. And then he just <laughs> books it. He just runs yeah. through the streets chasing Nazis and submarines, pulling that them out. That shit is impressive yeah good on you chris evans he's so great i mean i think some of the running was done by like an athlete like an olympian Mm -hmm. and then they put his head on but i think some of it has to be him he jumps a fence he's like (laughs) (laughs) every time i see like scenes of superheroes running really fast i just think of how they did the scene in civil war with the treadmill i'm sorry in what civil war there you go yeah i know i said it weird but with the treadmill where they just had them sprint on a treadmill like on the street while it was getting pulled i feel like it looks really stupid yeah like watch um, in like some war in movie. or just watch the footage just watching the footage I not like in the movie knowing that is kind of like oh, well <laughs> come on guys <laughs> yeah just, i mean you it can't works. run you're all s- in such good shape you should be able to run i mean they have to run faster than like literal cars <laughs> yeah but you slow down cars you slow down the cars or you do a fucking rear projection trick that people have done for a thousand years since cinema was invented in 10,000 BC. Or just to make it fun Roland for Denmark. the actors and have them run on a treadmill as fast as they can or do while that. pulled by a fucking truck. I guess that's fun. <laughs> I wonder if Sam Hargrave ever got to do that. His movie's coming out, Franny. It's got a poster. Yeah, did you see that? I did. What's badass? Yeah, I, I really want to see it, even though I don't have Netflix. So Well, we'll have to we'll have to watch it. Yeah. This is also good. You know who also doesn't get enough credit? Tommy Lee Jones is in this I, movie. God damn it, I was about to bring that up. Isn't he great? He's so good. <laughs> this isn't his first comic book movie. Luck! Blind, stupid, simple, doodah, clueless luck! <laughs> <laughs> he was in the best Batman movie that's ever been made. Oh, fuck. I How completely could you forgot forget about that. He was two-faced. His role as 
one of the best comic book characters oh ever put to screen. Isn't that the same one with Jim Carrey in it? Of course. Okay. How could you not? How could I you mix all of them up together so much. I had so a much. fucking Batman Forever fan page, Franny, because I love that movie so much. I feel like literally Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, and Jim Carrey the Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face, could all be in the same movie. And, and Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny DeVito as the Penguin. No, that's a different movie. That's a different <laughs> thing. You can you can put all the Tim Burton villains together, and then all the Joel Schumacher villains together. And make them fight on a football field and see who wins. <laughs> who would win? It'd probably be the Burton ones. Actually, you know what? No. Because Batman and Robin... Actually, Joel Schum- most of the Joel Schumacher villains don't die. The only one he does is Two-Face, actually, because they throw all the coins and he gets confused and he goes for all the coins and he falls off the rail. He's like a fucking cat. He's a fucking cat. Yeah, he literally is because he throws up his coins like, I'm going to kill you, Batman. And then he... Is he Green Goblin? Bait? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he's Wait, so bad he... in that movie. Are you literally asking me if he is? No, like, does does he actually act like Green he Goblin basically, in that movie? <laughs> basically, he was like, I got to one-up Jack Nicholson's performance. Oh, and God. he did. Because Tommy Lee Jones' main thing, like, he's in The Fugitive, and he's in all these really incredible movies where he's like, like, no country for old men. Tommy Lee Jones is great in this movie. I love his speech about how you're all first and new breed super soldiers. May will personally escort Adolf Hitler to the gates of hell. You're going to personally escort Adolf Hitler to the gates of hell. It's a great speech. It's so fucking great. This movie is just a compilation of amazing speeches and great action and great romance and great everything that you need in a movie. It's perfect. Also known as it's just the embodiment of Captain America. <laughs> or a perfect film, because it is. That, that too. Absolutely. Everyone's really good. Arnim Zola, Toby Jones is great in this also. Weird just looking like guy, Nazi but scientist. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And then he shows back up in Winter Soldier as a computer man. I knew he was in Winter Soldier, but I couldn't remember how, because yeah. it would obviously be impossible He's for him to actually be in it. Big computer brain. <laughs> That's right. Which is the best way to do it. Because yeah. in the comics, he's like a robot man, and his face is in his stomach, and he has a weird... And you see the schematics is for that. Is he a Krang? <laughs> yeah, kind of, <laughs> except Ninja Turtles? it's only him. He kind of is Krang. It's even like a weird yellow suit, but it's not a big man. That's what I don't like about Krang. Is he has a big man robot that yes. has like flesh yeah. and like a baby face or whatever. No, but you see the schematic for the actual Zola body in this movie, which is a nice little touch. This movie's great. Can we talk about the Red Skull's car? <laughs> it's weird and awesome. I mean, it's, it's a rid- weird like 40s car. It's the most ridiculous Nazi car in the world and it's incredible. Steve Rogers meets Johann Schmidt and he peels his fucking face off. That That's sh- terrifying to show a child. Okay, I don't know what was worse. Him punching him in the face so hard that the skin around oh. his eyes peels away or him so actually good, ripping though. off his face. They're so good. Like, Or actually something else, that makes me, <laughs> something else that makes me uncomfortable is that despite the fact that his head is literally a giant red skull... It's there's you can still see sweat. You yeah. So well, does the skull have sweat glands? Does it have probably, pores? Yeah. I, I can the skull just, get acne? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's like that's muscle or anything. I think that's just another layer of skin. That's gross. Which is gross. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like a skull, like a skull. Yeah, like a human Ghost Rider skull. It just looks shiny and gross, and I hate yeah, it. <laughs> but it's so good. It looks fucking yeah. perfect. And that's another thing that kind of makes him one of my favorite villains. Is he just looks. So good. Something really subtle that I kind of like is when he's still Hugo Weaving and not Red Skull is mm. you could kind of tell that his face, like they, they put makeup on him so that you can still kind of see that his face is red. Yeah, yeah. I love I love. So like even, the... even with the skin on, like you can tell like 
yeah, he's just a giant red person. <laughs> well, all the foreshadowing in this is really awesome. I love the part when he's getting like a painting done of him because that's like yeah, a Nazi. That thing. painter looked terrified. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you be? You're painting a Nazi with a red skull. That guy looks familiar too. I think he's like a character actor in something. Yeah, I feel I feel like I recognized him. But... Yeah, but then I love that, and I love at the start when he shoots that guy, and then the blood of the like from that guy is on the skull of the hydra yeah. thing it's like that's so fucking that's such a little detail that i love that like a worse filmmaker wouldn't have put in there but okay i just realized something that we completely haven't talked about and i'm surprised it's taken this long bucky <laughs> oh my god yeah of course how are we not talking about bucky just, I feel like you kind of have to talk about Bucky in a Captain yeah. America movie. Well, and every I, character in this movie I is incredible. I really like just Cap's kind of like group. Yeah. Just in general. Oh, the Howling Commandos. Yeah. They're awesome. One of them's named Gabe. That's cool. Of <laughs> yeah, course they are. <laughs> and then um, the, the uh, I don't want to say the Asian one, but that actor, he also plays Peter Parker's principal in Spider-Man Homecoming. And there's like a picture of that member of the Howling Commandos on his desk. It's the same <laughs> actor, but it's like his his grandfather or whatever. And that's such a great that's detail. That's so cool. That's I so love awesome. That. Yeah, I love little things like that. And of course, Dum Dum Dugan. <laughs> He's great. He's got his bowler cap and his mustache. He doesn't give a fuck. That, why, why did they not take his bowler hat away when he was in jail? Well, you know, why did they, they, they let they him knock keep it, it off? <laughs> yeah, but he, they do? still let him keep there's it. A, there's a lot of soldiers. I mean, like, there's a lot of prisoners in there. What are you gonna? What, you're gonna take away everything from everybody? Yes, take his little hat. <laughs> okay, yeah, I take his hat. Yeah, take his shoes. Take his bird. <laughs> take, <laughs> take his hat. This is how I feel. <laughs> yeah, Stanley cameo is really fun in this. I thought he was taller. He has a really <laughs> similar cameo in Amazing Spider-Man Two. I think I know that guy. Do you know who's sitting next to Stanley in this scene? It's fucking Reb Brown, who's Captain America in the seventies movies. Isn't that awesome? That's so great. <sighs> now That's I gotta so go funny. look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's been thirty years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Forty years, I don't remember. But yeah, so that's That's really cool. That's really cool. That's a nice little detail. I didn't even know that until I was reading about it and was like, Oh Was part of becoming a super soldier just Steve Rogers becoming a master of like geometry. Those angles are oh, too yeah, perfect. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think you know if the shield's your main weapon. You're gonna do some research into how you do the shield. Yeah, but like, or well, I guess he could have learned how to use it really well yeah. in that amount of time. There was a big time jump. Big time jump. Exactly. Yeah. He can aim it so perfectly. Of course he can. But yeah, like, but he's Captain America. He's literally the perfect human being. The only thing he's perfect at is making fucking triangles. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Everything else <laughs> fucking sucks, that guy. There's so many scenes in this movie that are I'm like, oh, that's why everyone in the future has respect for Captain America. Because everyone does. In the, yeah. Like, every single human on Earth Because he's Captain does. America. He's Captain America. He's this fucking huge war figure. And that, uh, that montage where he's destroying all the Nazis is so fucking incredible. That's like one of the best superhero scenes of all time yeah that shot where they kick the door down and he's like firing the gun and he's got that's iconic one of the best things ever that's like i don't want to compare it to a lesser scene but that's basically in thor when it's he's in the hall basically in the hat and he's got mm -hmm. the hammer those are two of the perfect images of those characters like absolutely spot yeah on. there's like specific scenes that you think of for like each hero i guess oh, like yeah, when you think sure. of thor you think of in infinity war when he came down yeah yeah you know, the best i think that's kind of directed by sam hargrave that's right <laughs> yeah incredible but i feel like that scene is kind of like for cap like i 
can't think of anything off the top of my head I mean, that there's tops a couple that. Moments. It's like I mean, I don't know that tops it, but on the same level, it's like when he's holding back Thanos. That's another yeah. iconic image, and of course. And then when he gets punched in the face and his neck snaps. Oh yeah, well that, yeah, and he's killed, and yeah. then he's like, Ooh. I love that. I love that. Steve Rogers is has yeah, been dead. He, he literally died. But whatever, it's fine. But what were you gonna say? Of course, when he's got Mjolnir. That's oh, one of yeah, the best absolutely. shots in the Avengers. So I can't talk about it because I'm going to cry. But like, those are some <laughs> of the best moments in cinema, at least in action cinema that have ever been put to screen. Now do we want to talk about the other Joe Johnston movie I made you watch, The Rocketeer. Yeah, which I I said I was going to watch yesterday, mm-hmm. and then I forgot to. And you watched it this morning? I watched it this morning right when I woke up. So it's fresh. I, I literally ate breakfast while watching it. Oh, <laughs> I watched it. For, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of it before, but I think the first time I'd ever seen it fully was I watched it. Because it's on Disney Plus, and everyone should watch it, and I'll leave why a link it to Disney it. Plus? Because it's a Disney movie. Is it? Yeah. Seems kind of yeah, like, kind of that's why it's so whimsical and, yeah. and beautiful. Okay, I guess that makes anyway, sense. Anyway, all right, what did you think of it? Also, hold on. Nazis in a Disney movie? Oh, wait. That's just Lion King. Never mind. Disney <laughs> Nazis. Remember when Disney made Nazi propaganda movies with all Duck? Remember? Yeah. The Rocketeer. That's a really good movie. Isn't I enjoyed it? enjoyed it a lot. It's just kind of like a... It's another... takes place in the... It takes place before World War II, actually. I mean... But do you see why I wanted you to watch it? Yeah. It has a lot of... It has the... It's just another superhero movie about fighting Nazis, even it though... Is. They don't talk about Nazis until, until the like, end yeah, when the, the Nazis end. show up in a yeah, fucking well, giant Zeppelin and Timothy Dalton is the leader of the Nazis. Is that what you mean? When <laughs> Timothy exactly Dalton, I mean. Hollywood star Neville Sinclair is actually a secret fucking Nazi. <laughs> and that's why he wants the super secret jetpack <laughs> designed by Howard Hughes. And Howard Stark is based on real life person Howard Hughes, obviously. I At first... I didn't understand why you wanted me to watch some aviation movie. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what does this have to do with Captain America? You gotta wait. And then it got into the jetpack. Yeah. And I still didn't understand why you wanted me to watch this movie. And then it keeps going. And then it keeps going. And then I was enjoying it. And then Nazis. Nazis. And I was like, now I get it. How great is that little, <laughs> this giving nonsense to people who haven't seen it, which is way too many people, because that's such a yeah, fun Yeah, absolutely go gem. watch this movie, because it's, it's so it's good. It's a blast. And, and a like, lot of people haven't seen like it. Like Gabe said, it's literally on Disney+, Plus, and yeah. most of the population probably has Disney+. Plus. So yeah, they really it. do, so everyone should watch it, because it's, yeah, it's just a really, it's a really fun, kind of sweet and sincere movie, which I think the first Avenger is too. There's visual similarities, obviously, like the having the picture of your girlfriend on the dashboard of, your, of a plane. You know, I think that was just a popular thing that's at the a, time. So. Yeah, yeah, but I like that the very similar imagery between the Rocketeer and First Avenger, and then it yeah, was the same just, director. Right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. that's why I wanted you to watch that one. In particular. I mean, is that just his thing? Does he really like World War Two, or yeah, is that just I a mean, coincidence? He, he likes doing that kind of like. It's Captain America and the Rocketeer are both kind of like a, a commentary on the serials that would be shown during mm-hmm. World War II. That's why there's that montage in First Avenger. And they both definitely have like Indiana Jones vibes to them. I thought the helmet looked kind of weird. I but... I think it's such a great... I think it's so simplistic that it yeah, is Yeah, really I, I definitely... It grew on me. But at first, I just thought it looked kind of oh, yeah. clunky. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah. And then it gets fixed because it has the rotor. It yeah. still looks silly, but it looks like a... Like a, like you would have in the 30s, like Zorro or something, yeah. where it's a really simple design. Or the Lone Ranger, which are both guys with hats and fucking masks, and that was it. But, you know. I still don't understand what the big deal was about 
the jetpack. I know it was to like well, make like flying Nazis, Nazis, Nazis or whatever. Yeah, and then they but fly that into just, the U.S. to take over the world. I mean, I, I guess really because matter. of jetpacks. Basically, <laughs> it's just the MacGuffin for that movie for yeah, the rest of the stuff fine. that happened because it's kind of like a character yeah, thing, mostly, which is great. I don't know. I think that's a great movie, and I think the first Avengers is a great movie, and those are like yeah. two of my favorite superhero movies, probably just because they're like so often superhero movies. I don't know if it's as much Marvel as it is DC, but I think sometimes it's both of them. They're just like kind of really cruel and, and violent and this movie can be but it's not really i feel like it's well not no, i don't bad. think this movie's ever cruel but i think you know there's violence but it's kind of like it's not horrifying it's just yeah, like oh no, well it's, it's yeah it's just like i wouldn't say it's like cartoony that violence but it's like there's some weird there's kind of like an innocence yeah, and sincerity it's, it's, to it you don't is, feel like there's like a like deadly threat or anything like yeah it's still like a conflict in the movie so obviously yeah it it serves its purpose nobody's gonna get like shot in the face in this movie despite the fact that like the mob is after him or something timothy dalton explodes. oh wait actually yeah that that that's a pretty like, really in bad, a pretty bad yeah, effect like burns yeah, alive yeah he burns alive well, it's fine he's a nazi it's fine <laughs> that's fine you can do that sorry some flaming wreckage fell on his car as he was passing through hollywood boulevard it's the cover-up perfect romance i can't stress how fucking great peggy and steve are and the fact like every single scene with them you totally believe it and then of course he's gonna go back in time like he's gonna stop the world and then go back in time to view with her which is fucking incredible yeah and he literally like in every movie she's talked about at least once of course well i mean in all three of his movies yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah exactly pretty much every movie he's in Pretty yeah. much. Well, she shows up in Age of Ultron, like his vision, and then yeah, I, don't even, then, I can't even talk about the Winter Soldier scene. Where she yeah, Alzheimer's just... and it's just so tragic. It's then just... he tries to fuck her daughter or something, and that's kind of oh, weird. That's niece, but niece. whatever. Yeah, that's not great. Still creepy, but you know. Whatever. After her funeral, in yeah. the same movie. yeah, whatever. Ugh. Don't want to talk about it. Peggy Carter is one of the. Thank is, God they forgot about that. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite female character in the mcu and she's just so badass and i love that the first thing she does is some guys like really sexist to her punches in the face (laughs) it's so great she didn't give a fuck he's breaking in the new recruits kind of a small detail she was literally on the front lines like (laughs) yeah no she like she was there and i just want to say howard stark he's great he's absolutely incredible in this movie i love him he's not in it that much but he's in it more than you think in the scenes that he's in he's really good i love the Stark Expo, because literally 2010, we got Tony Stark's Stark Expo, and he's like, I'm doing this for my dad. And we see his dad's Stark Expo in 2011. The original Human Torch suit is in there. Not the Fantastic Four one, but the Human Torch was, before Marvel was Marvel, they were timely comics, and they had the Human Torch, and he was like a guy, and he had a suit, and he could be on fire or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's, I saw that the suit, and I yeah. couldn't think of what that was from. Yeah. Like, I knew it was probably a reference to something, because it'd be weird for there to just be like a random suit yeah, that exactly. I could, I could recognize no it. it's that and then it's funny i think it's there because you know he's human torch and also yeah. it's like a 40s thing. yeah the suit in this movie is one of the best i think it is well he puts it on at the end of winter soldier yeah he steals it from the smithsonian it's my favorite yeah oh it's it's flawless the one in avengers people say is really bad and weird and i don't know it it's it, kind of puffy which is interesting yeah it's a little puffy he's and like the rippest most ripped man alive i feel like it looks a little closer to like the propaganda version but like yeah. just a little more like usable i even love the propaganda suit me too not as like a suit you should use in combat and i love the one that he puts together when he gets the a helmet from the showgirls or yeah whatever. <laughs> most of the other cap suits look pretty good <laughs> Most of them, yeah. I think the scale one looks pretty badass. <laughs> sure, yeah. I think in 
Was it Endgame? I don't yeah. like the. This is for a different episode, but I don't like the the one he has in Winter Soldier, like the Secret War one, that's like dark blue and has the star with the things on the side at the start of that movie. I don't yeah. love it. It's fine. I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's fine because but... that was the suit in the comics at the time, so I get it. But it's like not totally into it. This and the Rocketeer have so many details where like somebody will say a tiny line that barely matters, and then it will come back when. Howard is showing him the different shields, and then we got our vibranium, which is great. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't be like, "Here, here's an indestructible yeah. shield." It's In, like he said, it's a prototype, but it's completely, it's finished, completely finished, which means it's why not would a you prototype. not? Is it because it doesn't have test it? Any, yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't like that that much. <laughs> Do they ever explain how the shield comes back? Peter I Parker always, in Civil War says that thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. How it comes back around sometimes. There's just that one line in that shield scene where he says. Oh, you know, Hydra's not going to attack you with a pocket knife. He goes into Red Skull's plane, he and a guy takes a out a pocket knife. knife yeah. And I'm like, fucking perfect movie. I love it so much. All right. <laughs> I keep, I, I, I'm not going to keep banging on about how this movie's perfect. I've done it for, like, an hour. Uh, let's just start with Paul, because, you know, we got to get Paul. So that's just it. the tradition. Paul, did our, Paul recorded some intros and outros for us last did week, he? as he does a lot. So he probably did it this week. And thank you, Paul. Or if you didn't. Fuck off forever. No, you're right. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> yeah, apparently you're not. Okay. Uh, so, what is there to say about Cap's second MCU appearance outside of the Hulk? <laughs> kidding. Other than how it's phenomenal and really underrated. That Cap and Peggy relationship is one of the best in cinema. When he gets the flag by unscrewing the pole is amazing. Just like, he's smart and he thinks outside the box. Who's Okay, and then he asks a really important question, which is, uh, who's strong and brave here to save the American way? Who vows to fight like a man for what's right night and day? Who will campaign door-to-door for America, carry the flag shore-to-shore for America? From Hoboken to Spokane, he's the star-spangled man with a plan. Thanks, Paul. Hell yeah. No, that's not even it. He says, Red Skull (laughs) looks amazing, and his psychic's the dream lord from Doctor Who, whatever. The climax, sorry, the climax is the, of this movie is incredible and heartbreaking. Speaking of heartbreaking, that post-credit scene gets me every time. Not post-credit scene, Paul. It's in the movie. I think he thinks the Nick Fury thinks post-credit scene. He's wrong. Yeah. The post-credit scene is just when he punches a, uh, the punching bag off the wall, and it's like Which is also Nick Fury comes in, and he's like, I have something for you to do. We gotta save the world, and then it's the Avengers trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's the Avengers trailer. Lee Morate says, interesting fact, parts of the pre-buff-as-fuck Captain America scenes, I can do this all day scene, for instance, shot across from a studio I worked in at the NQ in Manchester, England. The OG Manchester, capital of the North. On the same back streets as many other movies and TV shows, such as Peaky Blinders, which sets I've snuck into on the past. Also, it's definitely a movie. There's definitely some form of avenging going on, but who am I to say it's the first instance of any form of avenging? I agree, it isn't the first. Oh. But you know what? Sixth. Yeah, it's the sixth. And then Mitch Jones says, Man, this movie is so underrated in my opinion. It's a great period piece for World War II, which sets up some interesting world building, and the cast is phenomenal. I always cheer up after Cap makes a sacrifice, and they fade into the kid pretending to be Captain America with his friends, using a garbage can lid as a shield, while the heroic Cap theme blasts. I don't know why. It just gives me that swelling of superheroic pride in my chest. That's exactly what you want a superhero to do. Inspire normal folk to stand up for the greater good. Plus, it was released on my birthday in 2011, so maybe I'm a bit biased. Incredible. The holiday spe- the Star Wars holiday special was released on my birthday in 1978. So oh, yeah. that really I have a lot of sentimentality for that. Eternally cursed. Justice League came out on my birthday actually. Oh no. On my 14th birthday. You really are just cursed. I am. Yeah. No. Great movies. That's why I watched it twice in a day recently. Twice in like 12 hours. It was yeah. great. Great time. I'm talked about before. I'm sure. Yeah, you've talked about. Anyway, it. I really like what he said about that ending because I tear up every time. I was like, yeah, of course This you do. time <laughs> I was doing it too, and I was like. God damn it. And then the end happens and it's even worse. I had a date. 
like what last line of the movie. <laughs> last thing in Endgame is is that finally being yeah. fulfilled eight years later. I wrote that scene, and then it happened with like the, a song by the same artist that I wrote this. What scene a in, nerd! I, you wrote uh, it. I cried so hard. God, every time. That's so what incredible. A loser. I literally said. Imagine crying at a movie. I said I would never. All I want for what well, was the times you cry? I, I, I cried, the, all I want. I told you this. All I want at the end of Endgame was for it to end like that, and that's exactly yeah, that, what that's happened. That's literally the one thing you told me you wanted, and, it and, and you got what you wanted. Fucking happened. And the reason I wanted that is just because this movie sets it up so well. And Agent Carter, in its own right, is a fucking great show because she's a great character. I wish that there were more seasons of it, but there were only the two. And Howard Stark is in that show a lot. And you know the flying car in this. In that show, he gets it to work, which is great. Doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> Reversion technology is an early version of repulsor technology. You know what I love? I love that all the Stark tech has the repulsor sound when it fires up. That's yeah, awesome. That, that's that's so great. Yeah. And I think this might be the first MCU movie with a Wilhelm scream, which is weird. I think it'd do it more, but when that guy gets kicked off the motorcycle, it happens. Yeah, I, I heard Oh, yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. I feel like I would have remembered it if that it had happened it before. If it would have happened more. I thought it would be in, like, Iron Man 1. <laughs> yeah, unless it is, and I'm totally blanking on it. Then okay. again, I, I can't imagine somebody doing a Wilhelm scream getting blasted with, like, the yeah, power of Yeah, one of the, of the terrorists <laughs> being annihilated <laughs> yeah. in that movie. They did not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this movie kind of doesn't give a fuck either, which is what I No, this about. movie really doesn't give a fuck. Which I love about it. That's why it's so good. It, does not hold back. It's just a pu- one of the purest superhero movies ever made. I just think it's impressive that it's somehow an amazing superhero movie, but also an amazing World War Two movie. <laughs> yeah, it does everything. You can show this to anybody. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And I love that it fucking starts. Last movie was Thor. This movie starts with the jewel of Odin's treasure room. Like, we're mm. already doing it. We should probably wrap this up, but I'm glad that we've had a longer episode because we've had we have short <laughs> it's ones the get past cut few down weeks. So yeah. much, yeah, a little bit. We're not. It'll still be probably over an hour. We uh, put out a call because we want to do some commentary tracks. Because while we're all stuck inside, maybe we can make watching bad movies a little less lonely. We don't have anything to do, and we're yeah, bored that's what and it really sad. Is. That's what it really is. <laughs> but if you want to be less bored and sad, hopefully. We'll do commentary tracks. So if you have literally any ideas, preferably a non-Marvel or DC comic book movie that we wouldn't get to talk about on a normal podcast, we would love to do that. But if you have ideas for anything else that would be fun, put them wherever. Just send them to us. Give us some good or bad movies to watch. Whatever And we'll talk about them live. (laughs) It'll be great. You watch them with us. It'll be awesome. So... Yeah, just if you have any ideas for that, it'd be great. You can email them to us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com, or you can find us and tell us about it on Instagram and Twitter at flipped at fuck shit. Ah, really God, you were doing do so good. I always do, and then I fuck it up somehow. <sighs> just like everything else. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, Franny. Okay, you can find us on Marvel Movie Pod. Fuck, you can find us on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. Or you can find me on Instagram, not or, and, fuck. You know what, I'm redoing all of it. <laughs> yeah, take two. You can also write them in to us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod, or you can find me on Instagram at FlipDag, or you can find me on Twitter at FlipDag, but the E in Egg is a three. Franny was, he was created I'm a Nazi. in World War Two. He's a Nazi. You heard it here. <laughs> That's going in the folder. I got frozen in ice, and I don't know what phones are. Yeah, well, he probably knew what phones were. I don't think he knew what a Bank of America billboard was. I always find it very funny what, like, product placement is in that scene. Oh, there's so much. Bank of America, it's like, 
Phantom of the Opera and sure, Wh- the Wicked musicals. Yeah, I'm sure. This is the first movie I can think of that has the Times Square as a central part, and then there's another classic, classic, classic Spider-Man-based film that also has it later on, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Electro. And you know what? We'll talk about it when we get there. Hopefully commentary tracks sometime this week, maybe, or maybe even before this episode comes out. Who knows? Sometime during the quarantine. Yeah. Which, so, be safe. Be wash safe. Your wash your hands. We don't say it every go week. outside. No. <laughs> don't go to places. You don't have to. You can do everything from the comfort of your home. Watch a lot of movies. Play a lot of video games. Eat healthy. I haven't been eating healthy talk at all. Talk to somebody. <laughs> talk to people. If you need someone to talk to, you heard our socials. If you're watching this on YouTube, do the YouTube stuff. All right, we're out of here. Yeah, all we right, gotta go. We'll see you. <laughs> Bye.